the urgent case brought by Equal Education and Tulum Popo Schools to ensure that meals are provided to all 9 million learners who would ordinarily benefit from the National School Nutritional Program or the NSNP will be heard in the North Gauteng High Court tomorrow. Equal Education and the schools are asking the court for a declaratory order that there is a duty on the government to ensure that all learners who qualify to benefit from the National School Nutrition Program continue to receive these meals, regardless of whether their grades return to school or not. To hear more on this, we are joined on the line by Nonlebo Madube Dube, the General Secretary at Equal Education. A very good um, afternoon to you and welcome. Thank you so much for having us. Nonlebo, does this mean there hasn't been any school feeding schemes running nationally and provincially since the corona pandemic hit our shores? So the National School Nutrition Program has been open to returning grades in provinces across the country. We know that in the Western Cape, uh, learners have been, regardless of whether they're in grade 7 or 12, have been asked or tasked to go to their nearest school to receive hot meals. And that's work that's been done by the Department of Education in the Western Cape. Mm-hmm. What we do know structurally is that even schools um, that are only catering at the moment for grade 7 and 12 in provinces like Limpopo in the Eastern Cape, have reported that typically they aren't receiving um, adequate resources to be able to roll out the school nutrition program. So some schools in Limpopo, for example, in recent weeks, have had to close halfway through the school day to ensure that learners can go eat at home. So what we've said in the structural order, was an urgent case brought to the court straight after the first address in June from the minister that that's tracked on her promise to roll out the school nutrition program to all learners. We said, look, the imperative around the right to nutrition to us is associated with the right to, to basic education, but also outside or against the backdrop of a country that is experiencing a humanitarian crisis around food insecurity. We must um, prioritize, especially in the education sector, uh, the well-being of learners in particular. And so what we know now is that other provinces aren't serving food right now for learners that aren't back in school officially. And the department has come back to us in our serving papers and said, look, we're rolling out this program from the 22nd of June. There is no need for court action. Can you please relax on the laurels? But then what we did is that we did a quick investigation across provinces that were organized in the least to say, look, is it true that learners that aren't in grade 7 or 12 are receiving meals during this time? Learners came back to us and said, that is not the fact. Um, we aren't receiving meals, um, and we want school nutrition program opened now. So we've gone back to the department to say that is false. So what we're struggling with here is that the capacity um, to roll out school nutrition program is in place. Uh, the department, the NECs, had reported this on the 1st of June in a national address to the full country. The financing for this program is in place. 6.7 billion rand or more has been set aside for the school nutrition program. It's a conditional grant, a ring-faced amount of money. This money travels in tranches from national to provinces per quarter. So the money has gone off to, to provinces as well. So what we're saying to the Department of Basic Education and to the DBE nationally is that you have the responsibility to give a directive that says, look, by law, right now, this program must be working inside these varying schools. And additional to that, because they've made so many promises and not fulfilled them, there must be some sort of oversight mechanism that's either, that's either applied by the court or by the different provincial and national legislatures to ensure that the Department of Basic Education sticks to their promise, but they do their job well. What we're interested in seeing is that 9 million learners and more need to be eating at least one meal from school 
um, from, mm-hmm. from, from, from tomorrow, quite, quite possibly, from yesterday, as a matter of fact. Yes. It seems there's a willingness from the department because they said there is no problem, they want to feed the children, but it seems there's a problem in terms of hiccups along the system. What is the hiccups that you've foreseen and, and what have you heard? So all they've said to us is exactly that, that there's been some infrastructural hiccups. And this is the reason we're calling for plans, right? We're saying to the department, look, you've proven to us so many times that you lack capacity to run coherent planning and implementation. This is not the time to fumble on something like this. Uh, nutrition, um, this mention of learners' nutrition um, and ability to, I don't know, engage in a teaching and learning experience in a conducive environment, whether they're at school or at home, is crucial during this period. So even if there is a willingness, then I don't think they should have responded in accepting a court application and want to take uh, to the Harping North Court tomorrow if they thought that they were in a position to be able to roll out the program now. Our, our argument is that this is directly associated with the right to basic education and they need to treat it with that, that kind of urgency. And they've got a directly to deal with these things. That's the thing that is sort of also um, frustrating about the Department of Basic Education. There are elements of the, the workers inside, the officials inside that, that department that are meant to be dealing in particular with this program. And from, from our point of view, and the learner's point of view, there's no reason why it isn't working right now. If they do have these infrastructural problems or hiccups, uh, have there been uh, an exploration of other alternative ways to still feed the children, even if they are not attending classes? Mm, well, this is why we're curious to go to court tomorrow and get a sense of what they mean by these infrastructural challenges. This mm-hmm. is a point that we're trying to make. We need plans, public plans that, that, that take the school community into its confidence so that where there's opportunity to, um, the full school community, civil society, business, Mom, uh, SGVs, RCL can get on board and assist in the department in making sure this happens uh, with immediate effect. We don't have a sense right now. Uh, and, and that's why we're interested in, in hearing what the department is going to be saying tomorrow. Noneba Madadube, the General Secretary at Equal Education. Now, to take this matter further, the Department of Basic Education says that despite a few hiccups, the nationwide school feeding scheme is up and running. But, as you heard, teachers, parents and pupils have told civil society organizations that this is not the case. Giving us clarity from their side, we now join on the line by Elijah Mshlanga, spokesperson for the Department of Basic Education. Good afternoon to you, sir, and welcome. Good afternoon. Thank you so much. You heard probably there from Equal Education a bit of clarity here. Has the school feeding program continued even during the hard lockdown nationally and provincially? No, we, this matter is dynamic. It, uh, it is moving. During the hard lockdown, it was impossible because no one was allowed to move. And uh, it was it, it, the schools were closed. Uh, there was no movement allowed at all. So at that time, it was difficult to, to, to do anything. But as the lockdown level started to move and schools were opened, we started feeding. Uh, in fact, some of the things that she was saying there have since been overtaken by time because uh, provinces are feeding even those grades that are not yet back in school. So we will leave the court matter to proceed, but even in the court tomorrow, it will actually be said that some of the things that they're demanding in the court are already happening around the country. So what were some of the challenges then that were encountered uh, for provinces that could not resume with the food feeding scheme? The department, it seems there's a willingness from your department, but there is infrastructure problems. What are they? No, we're always willing. Remember, Elvis, the food items had already been delivered. The food was there in school. And we also feared that the food would, uh, would rot or be spoiled if it was kept there for too long without being used. So it was always in our 
uh, interest to make sure that the food is consumed by the rightful beneficiaries. But you needed to make sure that, one, we locate them and then get them to, to come to school to get the food because it was impossible to administer the feeding program uh, outside school premises, something that we've never uh, been able to do before because it's a school-based feeding program uh, that uh, can only happen when the beneficiaries come to school. So when schools were closed, it was impossible, but when schools were open, and in fact, that's why we insisted that schools must be opened because then we'd have our bases open for the feeding to happen. Now that schools have been open for four weeks, we are now able to administer it because the siblings, the relatives, the neighbors of those children that benefit can now facilitate uh, the access to food for those beneficiaries of the school nutrition program, something that was not possible before. Now that there's movement, our teachers are in school, they can see who's bad, they can see who's not. We're now able to use that information to get in touch with the beneficiaries so that they can get their meals, which is something that is happening in provinces right now. So what would be the position of the department tomorrow in court when Equal Education take you on? Well, there are technical issues there that they are raising. That's why the lawyers have had to, 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 to get involved. That one will be dealt with in terms of the court. But as I'm saying, in the court, it will have to be said that one of the reliefs that they are seeking has actually been realized, has been rolled out right now. We have images even today that we are publishing in our social media platforms to show that indeed learners are coming to school to collect their food parcels to take home, which is something that uh, we always wanted to do, except that it was not, it was not possible to, to, to do outside school. Now that schools are open, uh, we are now able to do it. Is that then also a suggestion that all 9 million learners uh, are benefiting from the National School Nutrition Program as, it's, as, as we stand? No, it's, it's difficult to say all, all of them because um, some of them might not already know that uh, the feeding is happening, that they can go. It's such a process. The only guarantee that we have is when all the children are back in school, then you know that all the customers are there available at the, at the collection point, which in this case are the schools. So when they are not there, you don't know where you are. You really need to keep a very clear register to, to then... Uh, follow up on who came to collect and who didn't. And only at the end of a particular period, maybe a week or a month, will you know how many people came to collect. Then you can have statistics that will indicate if indeed all 9.6 million of them were able to benefit or not. On another story, Elijah, uh, more grades are being allowed to go back to school next week. How ready is the department? Well, we are ready. Um, we are ready, and we actually briefed the portfolio committees uh, yesterday of Parliament, and we gave them all the uh, information they required for them to make up their mind. And they supported us. They said, okay, proceed, but make sure that people are safe. And that's our concern. We want to make sure that all the health and safety protocols are in place and that everyone adheres to the requirements uh, that will ensure that our learners and teachers and all other employees are safe. So we have done all of that. So this week we are going back to provinces on a one-on-one basis, talking to them, asking them uh, what areas still need attention. Even now, I had to step outside of a meeting we are doing with the Northwest province where they are presenting to us to say what it is that is troubling them that they need support in. But otherwise, we are ready to receive those, those learners. But the big decisions will, will really come tomorrow when the minister meets uh, with her MEC to consider all the plans that have been 
uh, presented to them for consideration on how we move forward. What does the COVID-19 ready picture suggest to you now at this point in time as we speak? Well, we, we are ready. Uh, learners can come through, uh, but uh, we understand that there's anxiety from uh, parents and uh, we've said to them, you know, we are ready to uh, accommodate the children so that learning can happen, but if you are not ready, make sure that you choose one of the options that we've made available, that you keep your child at home, work with the school to go fetch their school work and uh, get them to do the work and you return it to school. But uh, you can also uh, register for home education in which case you become uh, the person fully responsible for the child education. So we have put in place all those measures to ensure that education continues uh, in these difficult times. I thank you so much for your time. That was Elijah Mshlanga, the spokesperson for the Department of Basic Education.